We got a big discussion on our hands today, folks. Draw versus fade. One versus the other. Why do you see a good player playing a fade and another good player playing a draw? Let's talk about it today in a way that actually makes sense for you, your goals, where you're at, what you want to play, and what you want to get done with your game. Tim Connor here. What I do all day, every day is teach golf. That's why I'm having this podcast. That's why I'm here with you is so we can talk about some of the stuff I get to learn through trials and tribulations and many, many hours on the lesson team. A draw versus a fade. Let's not confuse a fade with a slice, by the way. Most of you are slicers. I'm calling you out right now, beginning of the podcast. If you're watching a nine iron curve four yards to the right, that's a slice. And that's going to be way bigger when you get to a driver. That starts to become your power fade, all right? A power fade, for those that actually play a power fade, is a fade that doesn't accrue too much backspin. So a player can fade the golf ball without too much backspin. But when you hit it with a lot of spin on it, maybe you catch it on the heel, maybe you catch it low on the face, if the ball's not going anywhere, it's not a power fade, all right? I'm calling you out, power faders, right at the beginning of this. A draw versus a fade. There's not a right answer per se, but there is a preferred method to the madness and the reason why the ball tends to curve more one direction than the other. And it starts with a fundamental difference, a foundational difference between a driver and a nine iron, between your ball on the ground versus your ball elevated on a tee. Now, it starts with angle of attack. This is kind of at the root of this. Now, hang with me because we're getting to it. Angle of attack is at the root of should we play a draw or a fade? So if your club is working in a downward angle to the golf ball, that's a negative angle of attack. If your club is working on an upward angle to the golf ball, like an airplane taken off, that's a positive angle of attack. A negative angle of attack has a positive influence on your swing path. So for example, if you're swinging three degrees down on the golf ball, that has a net positive on your swing path. So assuming the club's say traveling zero degrees inside out, hitting three degrees down on the ball makes that an effective three degree inside out swing path. Now this might sound a little confusing, but hang with me, it's all gonna make sense. So if you're swinging down on the ball, it moves your swing path inside out. If you're swinging up on the ball, it moves your swing path outside in. Hence the difference in tools. A driver, ideally we wanna be swinging up on the ball. An iron, ideally we wanna be swinging down on the ball. And the shorter the iron, the more down we wanna be hitting on it. For example, if a tour player is hitting a nine iron, they might be hitting down on the ball seven, eight, nine, or 10 degrees. Effectively, moving their swing path seven, eight, or nine, or 10 degrees to the right or more inside out. So if you are hitting an iron, you're hitting down on the golf ball. Ideally, the other thing, because our golf is played on a rounded arc, the swing plane in golf, the plane of which a player should swing on, is this circular ellipse that's on arc. So for a right-handed player, that would look something like this, or tilted like the house or the roof of a house might be. And that club's gonna work back to the inside of the golf ball. Ideally, it's gonna come back down from the inside of the golf ball. It's gonna hit that golf ball. It's gonna swing back around that ellipse, back to the left, if I'm speaking for a right-handed player. Because of this, the ideal hitting situation is the golf club is traveling from the inside of the golf ball. That is the most ideal path to put your sweet spot on the golf ball. Let me grab a club. So if my ball is right in front of me here, 
the most ideal path is that club coming from the inside of that golf ball, hitting the ball, and then swinging back to the inside of it. That is the path that keeps your sweet spot in line with the ball for the longest period of time. It gives you the highest chance of hitting the sweet spot of the club and producing a relatively straight ball flight. So two things go in there. If our ball is on the ground, we should be hitting down on the ball. Ideally, our club is also traveling from the inside of the golf ball. Those two things have a net positive on your swing path. So if you are hitting an iron and you're hitting it well, chances are your swing path has a net positive result. Three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten 10 degrees. And if that's the case, our ideal, our most logical pattern to a shot is one that draws or curves to the left. Now, that's not saying you can't play the game another way. You can. I'll get to that. But our most ideal curvature, if our ball is on the ground, we're hitting down on the ball, we're hitting from the inside of the golf ball, is a ball that's going to start to the right of our target and curve back to the left, a push draw. Now, that push draw to you on the range might look like a straight ball. All right. To an untrained eye, if you went to a PGA Tour range, it often looks like they're hitting the golf ball straight most of the time. And they really are, but that ball tends to fall one direction or the other. And this is where a little bit of description versus actually happening can be two different things. Because what's actually happening doesn't necessarily mean what you might see to your eyeballs. Okay? And a small amount of curvature still is some amount of curvature when we break it down in a most technical sense. All right? So... If you wanted to play a fade, let's think about this for a second, put our little uh, Jeopardy clock on or whatever. If you wanted to play a fade, what's the ideal way to play that fade? Knowing that we want our club traveling from the inside of the golf ball and on a downward arc. The most ideal kind of fade is a fade in which your ball is a push fade. All things kept the same. Now, we can change our stance line and we can manipulate these numbers, but if we're playing with a relatively square stance, the shot that we is most ideal is when our club is traveling from the inside of that golf ball on a downward path. So if that's the case, you're going to have a net positive on your swing path. And if you're going to have a net positive on your swing path and you're going to fade the ball, that ball is actually going to fade to the right. Now, this is where the numbers can get manipulated a little bit when you change your stance line, because if you change your stance line, you're effectively changing the path number reading on the launch monitor you might be using. Relative to how we're discussing this, we're talking about having a square stance, okay? So when you start moving that stance to the left, we're changing all of our numbers. And if our stance is moved to the left and we're gonna hit the ball to our target, it's still gonna have that push fade shot pattern. So that would be ideal if you wanted to play a fade. What I would recommend though for an iron is we wanna play a draw. We want to take a divot in front of the golf ball and we want our ball to draw. Now, when we go to the driver, here's where it's different. Because we're swinging up on the ball, maybe is maybe up as much as five or six or seven or eight degrees, that can change because swinging up on the ball does what to your swing path? It has a net negative effect. So if I was a person who is, my club was traveling to the target, so not inside out or outside in, but I'm swinging up on the ball five degrees, now my swing path is actually five degrees outside in. Interesting, right? So what makes more sense now when you're hitting a longer club and you're hitting up on the ball? Typically, it makes a little more sense to fade the golf ball or you gotta work much harder to swing inside out. We need the lateral travel of that club to be swinging more inside out. And this is when it starts to make sense again 
to shift our stance line. So our stance line might point slightly to the right and we're shifting our stance line, but we're still not necessarily changing the shot pattern that we're hitting. All right, now this stuff I know is, it can, it's a little bit down the weeds, but I wanna condense it. It all stems back to angle of attack. If you have a positive desired angle of attack, like you would want to with a driver, unless you're swinging 130 miles an hour and you're probably not, and even if you are and you wanna max out distance, you still wanna be hitting up on the ball. If you're swinging up on the ball, chances are the ideal ball flight is one that flies straight or even fades a little bit. Slight fade bias. When I say fade, by the way, I'm talking about a small amount of curvature to the right, up to five yards maybe with a driver. Now, when we're hitting with a nine iron, eight iron, seven iron balls on the ground, we're hitting down on the ball, say we're hitting down on the ball five degrees, that's got that net positive effect on our swing path. And because of that, the ideal shot pattern is one that curves to the left slightly. For simple purposes, we could just say that we're trying to hit the ball relatively straight. Yes, this is true. But like I said, there technically is spin on the golf ball and you should be aware of it. And golf is actually a much simpler game if you have a predictable curvature and a predictable shot pattern. What does all this mean? It means you should have some awareness for the tool you're using. The tool you're using can dictate the ideal curvature. If you struggle to say curve your nine iron to the left, there's probably some fundamental swing flaws. Maybe you're not hitting down on the golf ball enough. If you're struggling, well, the driver's kind of a different animal. Really with the driver, I mean, we're not talking about a lot of curvature. We're talking about hitting high nasty bombs that are relatively straight. With the driver, it still might make sense to you that, hey, our ball is gonna tend to curve to the right or fall to the right because of that positive angle of attack and our swing path. Now, one thing to understand with your driver that we're just gonna scrape the surface of today is that where you hit it on the club face really matters for your curvature. If you hit it on the toe, it tends to curve to the left. If you tend to hit it on the heel, it tends to curve to the right. And that is something you need to understand if you wanna accurately diagnose your ball flight with your driver. All of this might make sense if you can think back through your years of golf. It's probably been easier for you to draw a nine iron than it has been for you to draw a driver. And that's because of the net effect of your angle of attack. Now, the interesting thing about golf is golf is a creative expression. It can be a science as well. And either way, there's more than one way to slice it. So that's why you've seen good players that fade the ball with their irons and good players that draw the ball with their driver. It's not necessarily a one size fits all program, but I think it's important for you conceptually to understand. And then you can make some choices accordingly from there. And you never want to skip things that are fundamentally important. Like with an iron, you got to be hitting down on the ball. With a driver, ideally you're hitting up on the ball. Centerness of contact is a hugely important for you to have predictability to your shot pattern. All of that stuff matters and adds up over the course of time. Let me know what you thought of this podcast. I know we dove into the weeds a little more today. I wanted to condense it and make it as straightforward for you as I could, but it is kind of a deep dive of a subject. So if we need to come back to it, let me know. Drop a comment below. Send me an email. I like hearing from you guys. I don't know what you don't know. Subscribe to this. Leave it a review wherever you're listening to it. Uh, golf is fun. There's a lot of different avenues to success, and that's part of the fun. Work hard every day. That stuff adds up. I will catch you back here. Same time, same place next week.